Liquid bleach, liquid bleach, Clorox makes clothes bright. But what about these cloudy wine glasses? Add glass cleaner to my cart. Adding Clorox disinfecting bleach to your cart. What? No, for glassware. Clorox can also make glassware sparkle, keep flowers fresh, and remove chocolate, wine, all your usual stains. Rude. Clean anything with the versatile Clorox disinfecting bleach. Discover more hacks at Clorox.com learn. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. My name is Joe Quazala. I'm your host. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it's a little bit sad. With me, as always, my co-host, she, after over a year of this stuff, to her chagrin, is starting to know some things about the Rock and Roll Hall yes, of Fame. and it is also a little bit sad. Kristen Stuttered. Hi. <laughs> Hello, me. Kristen. Hi, guys. Uh, we've got, I think, our first sequel episode of our podcast We've replicated the conditions. Oh, the cast has yes, returned. The cast has returned. Uh, and we're very excited the about catering this. Catering is not the same. Yeah. No, <laughs> no that's kind of not going to be exactly the same as the original. Uh, but we're very excited about this. Uh, and let me just kind of go around the horn. Very happy to have them back. All return guests. First up, we have. Uh, someone who was on the nominating committee for about eight years. He is a musician, songwriter, producer. Uh, he's worked with people like Jerry Lee Lewis and Brian Wilson. And he really helped to put this together here today, so I can't thank him enough. Andy Paley. Hi. Hi, Joe. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hi, Kristen. Hello. Hi, Andy. Andy. Mosh pit. Did it for yeah, us. Yeah, uh, people, people are really rioting <laughs> wow. over your return. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, someone who was on the nominating committee for about 25 years, a music publicist and making his third appearance on the show here today, Bob Merlis. Hola. Woo. Wow. Thank you for joining us, Bob. And then, of course, to round it out, uh, our third guest today. Very excited to have him. More, more, uh, more than rounding out. <laughs> yeah, the, the headliner, I'll say. Yeah. Here's our headliner. Uh, a Rock Hall inductee <laughs> himself. Uh, he has been on the nominating committee for as long as the Hall of Fame has existed, uh, was at one point the chairman, still is on the nominating committee. Has No, I was never the chair. I was the president. The president, excuse me. Thank you for the clarification. For many uh, years. And he was never impeached. No, no st st still there. Uh, and, you know, if you don't know Seymour Stein, founder of Sire Records, signed acts like the Ramones, the Talking Heads, Madonna, Ice-T, the list goes on, Seymour Stein. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Glad to be here. I really appreciate it. So this assortment of five people have not uh, met up in a year, almost to the date. Since then, we had an induction ceremony. I'm curious, and anyone can chime in here. I know, Andy, you don't pay attention at all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. To what? To, so, uh, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has inattention deficit. Andy just woke up. Uh, we, we had a ceremony in uh, 2019. We had uh, Stevie Nicks, Janet Jackson, Radiohead, Roxy Music, Zombies, Def Leppard, and The Cure. Uh, I voted for the Zombies. Right. Well, I know, Bob, you told me your ballot. 
Uh, oh. You put the zombies down. You got one out of five. One out of five. You didn't vote for any of the other people on the uh, no. that were the other ones that, that actually were. I voted for the zombies and the cure. I the might cure, have voted for the cure. The cure started on Sire. That's right. In yeah. America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who were the other ones? Janet so, Jackson. So do you want me to tell you your ballot? I did not because vote for Janet Jackson. I know. You told me, Bob. I can Bob, tell you that. Well, I can you tell you, told me you voted that's for disappointing. Todd Rundgren. Yes. Devo, Kraftwerk. Oh. Uh, she knows me better than I do. <laughs> zombies. Why do I have to be here? Just right. do my bit. Yeah. It, th- those were I'm happy about the zombies. They, they, me, you know what? About it means time. more to them than to almost anybody. Oh, yeah, because they never were recognized. No, but, th- but they talk about the press they get in their show. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, recently, uh, David Frick wrote the following, and they quote, <laughs> they quote <laughs> press cuttings it's between so nice songs. It's incredible. Yeah, I think that's nice. And, zombies, and everyone's already there. They already sold the tickets. I'm not going to sell anymore. Did they, have they always been on the road? Did they, they must have not been on the road. Uh, no, because they broke up uh, when Argent was formed. Oh, and, right. Okay. And Colin Blundstone went solo. And then the zombies reformed when? Not long ago. I've seen them maybe 10 years ago. Oh, okay, and that was know. the beginning of that. Of that, no, that the, the beginning of this part of their t- <laughs> right. existence. It okay. may have been something in between. Argent so. was in between. Yeah. Yeah, but then Argent faded, and Rod and uh, Colin never had any animus. And, and so there was, was a song. Crazy. There was a song by a group called. They had a one-word name. That, that, that I love you. I love you. People. Uh, people. I exactly. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes, I do. That was written by those guys. Yeah. But the guy was the lead singer of, how's this for trivia? Is it okay to do that in this Go, thing? Please, whenever, uh, whatever you want to offer okay. up, Andy. Uh, the Feel guy free. was the lead singer of Creedence Clearwater Revisited. Oh. Not Creedence Clearwater. No, oh, right. Clearly not. Yeah. Clearly. And we all know. Yeah. And Elliot uh, Easton was the guitar player for that band. Oh, from the Cars. And, yes, but he was in Creedence Clearwater Revisited, um, and the singer was the guy from People. People. All right. There we go. Let's now hear guys, it for Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get oh, it up Andy, for great, That's great. You guys know uh, people, people not going to get in the run. <laughs> Probably not. People, not a chance. Uh, Seymour, did you go to the ceremony last year? Did I go? To the induction ceremony with the all cure. Of, and Mostly all of them. Last year. He but wants this to know one, if you went this last year. year. With the cure. And, no. Okay. I, I, no. I'm in the cure of my band, you right. know. Right. I yeah, know. So you, that must have been very exciting. You didn't get to... Congratulate Robert Smith. Did you talk to the band at all once they were inducted? I wasn't. I wasn't there. Did you think it was a good class this year? What? Did you think it was a good class? The class of twenty nineteen. Pretty much. Yeah, I thought it represented good genres, and it was a. And the ceremony was. We went to the ceremony, and it was really great. And the Cure, in particular, sounded excellent. They're really an incredible band. Where was that in Cleveland? No, No, that was was at at the Barclays Barclays Center Center in Brooklyn, and it was great. We had oh, a really it was fun time. really good. And I think, too, it was neat to see the different, like, fan factions in the crowd. You know, you had the, like, Cure people very in clearly makeup, in their goth makeup. Then you had the kind of deaf leopard people often, in often literal literally leopard wearing print. leopard print. And then you had the Janet Jackson fans really fashionably kitted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it those was a were fun the assortment three. Of people. The Radiohead people just blended in. Yeah. <laughs> I went to uh, one in Cleveland. I was with Bobby Womack. Who's from Cleveland? That was pretty great. But Metallica got in that year, right. I think. 2009. And so the entire mezzanine, this big place where Alan Freed used to throw rock and roll shows, um, gets a Cleveland auditorium. He started in Akron and then went to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
the whole mezzanine was full of Metallica fans who imagined that they were going to a Metallica concert. <laughs> yeah. Little did they know. Like, that they had yeah. to watch Little Anthony and the Imperials. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. You don't remember me. I do. But I remember you. And that's a Metallica favorite. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Seymour, did, did the nominating committee meeting for this year happen yet? It happened today, I think. Um, I... Uh, I I I didn't I could have phoned in but it did I just you know I I have I have to pay more attention to my exercise mm-hmm. but I I wrote them some ideas that I had and uh, I I you, you know that um, I'm happy to go over with I would you. love oh, that I'll yes. share well I'll get the I'll get the email this is it. and uh, this is- Seymour, I conjured up my Marvelettes pitch from about eight years ago. If you need it, I have it. (laughs) Marvelettes belong in. They definitely belong in. They were the first. Look, I was there at the recording. This is the greatest story. It's in Seymour's book. Yes, and it's certainly true. I mean, the Gordies are still alive. They'd come after me and kill me. But uh, (laughs) no, no. The thing is, no, it's true. Dear man. Um, Barry called me, and uh, he said, Seymour, I got my first number one. I said, really? I don't see it on the charts. He says, no, it's not even recorded, but it's going to be number one. He said, I want to invite you out here. I'll get you a plane ticket, the hotel and everything. We'll have a good time and all that. I said, look... I tell you, I'd love to go, um, but it's more important that he said, I don't think you know your promotion man in New York, because he did he did the, the you know the production work, uh, and it was a guy Bonnie Ailis that took care of distribution. So <clears throat> I said his name is Pete Bennett. He is the greatest promotion man in the world. He got Ann Margaret a hit. <laughs> well, he he did a lot more than that. <laughs> he he was very helpful in re, resurgence of Nat King Cole and many many others, and he was a very very dear one of my dearest friends. So he says, "I'll bring you both out," you know. So and he did, and um, Pete really worked very, very hard, and it was their first number one you record. T- Kill the title. I don't like think you've said the title. Please, Mr. Please Postman. Mr. Postman. Please, Mr. Postman. Yeah. yeah. Their signature Joe song. Joe and I probably have heard that before. I've, and I've they heard the belong songs. in more than a lot of the other uh, Motown artists. They had so many hits, the Marvelettes. Yes, so many hits. Too many fish, Too in, many the fish in the sea. Too many fish in the sea. Beachwood, four, oh, five, seven. There you go. Yes, that's a great Be- one. Beachwood. Yeah, that's an incredible song. Imagine if you had that phone number. Oh my God. Rock and roll is not that hot right now. I mean, uh, there's a lot of rap and other things and all of that. And, um, you know, I'm worried, you know. Uh, and I try to call the a- attention to the Hall of Fame that we should 
stretch back and induct some some people that uh, we might have overlooked. Okay. Now, um, it's certainly not got the power that it had in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and early 80s. Mm -hmm. And I think that, the, you know, you know, I'm pretty old, but I started very young. My first job in the music business was when I was in high school, and uh, I worked at Billboard after school. Now, you may not consider her rock and roll, but Connie Francis was rock and roll mm -hmm. at the time. She was voted, uh, you know, the, the number one female vocalist five or six years in, in a row um, in Cashbox and Billboard. So um, I, I think that says a lot. And, and the ambience of the records is rock and roll. It sounds like it, you know. Yes. I mean, yeah. Stupid Cupid. Stupid Cupid is a rock and roll song. Is a rock and roll yeah. song. Set me free. Stupid Cupid, stop picking on me. But even the even the, the slow songs were like they were they were rock ballads, really. You know, lipstick on your collar. Great one. Also. Oh, that's the greatest of all because it's the most rocking. Also, you may not agree with me, but. I think Pat Boone deserves to get in. You're right. I don't Elvis agree Presley with him. would. Elvis <laughs> wow. Presley. Elvis Presley would have. Bold. Elvis Presley would have agreed with you though, because he I always he said would. that. Elvis Presley Elvis thought Presley, he was. And he and I would have respected Elvis Presley's opinion. Let me tell. Let me tell you. But not mine. Let me. Well, let me. Let me. Let opinion. me. Let me just tell you, please. Uh, Pat Boone recorded for a horrible, horrible segregationist. Label dot records. Well, I mean, the label, Randy Wood. The label was neutral, but Randy Wood was <laughs> not so progressive. No, Randy Wood. How did nervous Norris feel about it? Ran. I can tell you stories about Randy Wood that would make you throw up, you know, and uh, you know. But anyway, he was really, really a racist. But he loved R and B. The early records he gave him to record, nobody could have recorded them because Little Richard was nobody could imitate him not even Larry Williams could imitate him uh, but when he did I almost lost my mind by Ivory Joe Hunter who also belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Ivory Joe Hunter is the missing link Country Between and country R &B. and R&B. Yes, absolutely. But uh, let's... I don't want to get too much off the show. Now, um... Talk about Dot... And Pat and Boone. Pat Boone, Pat I mean, Boone was on Dot, yes, unfortunately. Uh, but my favorite... Well, I love I Almost Lost My Mind. When I lost my baby He didn't do a bad job on the Fats Domino songs, mm -hmm. and he helped Fats Domino and get Little more Richard. widely widely accepted yeah. in in the pop field. Yeah, you know he had been. Look, Fats Domino was the first R&B artist I I heard. I think him and Lloyd Price, when I was about eight or nine years old. You know, uh, they call me the Fat Man. 
So, all right, now... Is Lloyd Price in? He is, yeah. Oh, yes, Lloyd Price is in. Yeah. Lloyd Price is in, and he's in great shape, and I talk to him. He is. I see him sometimes. I said, you look great. I mean, I don't know. He must be in his late 80s. He said, oh, wow. I've never drunk anything but water. <laughs> like, no, obviously no booze, no, but no soda pop, not just water. I don't mm. think I don't think he does any drugs. Apparently, I, if water is his water is his, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is his vice. So, and he oh, lives he, in New York, he drinks great it, water. He drinks it unfiltered, though. <laughs> he li- he's wild. I, I would like to say something about Larry Williams. Oh, my I've God. listened to four Larry Williams records in a row. He's been in Duck. I, I didn't think so. so. I, don't I don't think so. No, I don't no? think so. No. Well, he deserves to oh be in. Oh, man. Shot that fantasy is my heart's desire. Shot that fantasy is my soul on fire. On Monday we were married on Blueberry Hill. Now we so happy and I love her. Bad boy. The Beatles covered Bad Boy. And and there's um, right, the Stones now, covered a Larry Williams song. What is she it? She said, the, yeah. Yeah. Little girl, where did you come from? On specialty. <laughs> yes. Uh, Larry Williams. No. Yeah, so what's, what's next, Seymour? The Clovis. Boney Maroney. Uh-huh. uh-huh. The Clovis kept Atlantic really hot as a label. I mean, there was Laverne Baker and there was Ruth she's Brown. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, they're both in, but the Clovis aren't. You know, uh, Don't You Know I Love You, One Mint Julep, Fool, 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 Good Lovin', Lovey Dovey, Devil or, devil or angel. Devil or angel, I can't make up my mind. Do you think that because the Clovers go so far back that the current nominating committee has no idea? Yes, of course. They don't have any they idea. Could, how would they know? I mean, There's a whole bunch how, of, how is a group like know, that ever going to get in? I know, I know. All right. Now. I, I mean, I, have, I think we have, we have a solution, though. Another person I want very much to be inducted. Yes. And it was reinforced. I wrote this just before I saw the thing on TV. Your brother called me, and uh, Jonathan, and he he made sure that I, I saw it. Is Ralph Peer? Oh yeah. Oh, you're watching. Oh, the because Burns. yes. Oh, be- I haven't seen that. I want yeah, to see it's that. Great. Ra- Ralph Peer discovered Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family in a week's time and recorded them. Okay. Jimmy Rogers was the first, was one of the first two early influences inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the Carter family. Uh, I uh, bet they're not. They're not. No, they deserve to be in too. But the the thing is that uh, they started the country movement, you know, and uh, Ralph Peer was the first person to pay artists for. Pu- uh, writers for publishing and th- he, d- he, he didn't buy the uh, the songs outright outright yeah. no he he paid them royalties he even gave gave them ad- ad- advances so um, he was peerless then managers okay I didn't waste much time on it look we've only inducted as far as I remember mm-hmm. Andrew Alderman Brian Epstein that's correct yeah now the Colonel's not in Colonel Parker. I don't. Maybe no, he is. He's not. You don't have to love him, but you know. Oh, he was a good manager. And, and, he was a crook, but he was a good manager. <laughs> I'd like to fly Alan Klein's flag right here. By the way, what? Alan Ooh, Klein. Controversial. I would definitely consider him 
Why wouldn't you uh, manage both the Beatles and the Stones and Sam Cooke? Come on. <laughs> Full now, disclosure, I work for Abco Music, but, you know, no, but I believe if, it. I could pick a lot of managers that should be inducted, but if I could pick only one, yeah. mm -hmm. it would be Albert Grossman. He managed a, 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 a very wide variety of artists, Bob Dylan, the band, Peter, Paul, and Mary, Janis Joplin, Todd Rundgren, Paul Butterfield, and 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 many many others. Um, I worked for him too. Well, I was in at Meet Em when he died on the plane, on the Concorde coming over, and uh, since I was the there were a lot of Jews there, but. Um, I, Jews in the record business? Please. <laughs> there were a lot of Jews from a lot of different countries. Yeah. But I was the only one that could read a little bit of Hebrew. And yeah. we gave him a memorial service uh -huh. at the greatest restaurant where he ate and I ate, oh, the, the Moulin de Moujon. Moujon. Yeah. Roger Verge. No one ever invited me, but anyway. Well, you know, that's <laughs> uh, obvious. Um, now... Well, that's a good point. Yeah, there have only been two managers, and if we are, if the Hall of Fame is and, going to induct and, and performers, and I have to tell you something, I respect Andrew Oldham. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a great manager, and all that. But uh, you know, the Beatles manager, my God, he worked in his father's record store, and he didn't know the Beatles. He knew nothing, and then uh, that record came out where the Beatles were backing Tony Sheridan. Yeah. And kids from Liverpool came in to buy the record, so we went out and f and found the Beatles. And uh, I d I don't know how he could talk. Paul, M I'm sure Paul McCartney had nothing to do with it. Paul McCartney was ten times smarter. Is ten times smarter, but it m might have been John Lennon. I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they they had him for uh, a manager. Well, what you mentioned Albert. It's true. He's a real talent scout. I mean, he could, yes. He had he would he had a club in Chicago. Uh, of course. What was it called? Uh, the oh. Gate of Horn. Yeah. And uh, you know he divine who would sell tickets and uh, fantastic. Uh, um, it, it really makes sense if you think about the three biggest if, entities it, in rock in the mid fifties: if I had, Beatles, Stones, and Dylan. 60. If I had to, <laughs> if I had to, if if I had to pick one, which I don't want to load it down their throat. I think it's it's him. I I think I, that I'd he would he would be by far the the the, the best. Um, Do you have also, to vote managers in? So that's okay. that's a good question about just, these side categories, I, I, I like the so. non-performer category, yeah. or the, even the early influence category. They obviously exist outside of the ballot. Do you have any insight into what the process is to pick those side categories? What do you mean? Do they, so, do they get voted on or are they just... For example, when Epstein and, and Lou Goldham were inducted, they were not on the ballot, right? That was mailed out to people. They were chosen by the hall. We were chosen by the hall, yes. But was that the nominating committee? Was there a discussion? Yes. Do you remember but, that? Uh, yes, there was a discussion. And, um, you know, it was... Um, I, I think everybody kind of agreed. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was any uh, discord. And I didn't... I was so happy to see Andrew getting in. I didn't want to put up a fuss about Brian. Mm -hmm. But see, I 
I knew them. I well, I'm still very friendly with Andrew. Well, you know Andrew too. Yeah, I do too. Right, but yes. Not like you guys, of course. <laughs> Stay well, out of it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember when we went to see Phil Spector together? Yeah, with Andrew. The yeah. three of us yeah. went. Yeah. And and uh, my invite got stuck in them. Oh. I'm sure. Yeah, it's okay, Bob. So um, now. Oh, what was that? Oh, talking about managers. About ma no, I'm, I want to go on to something else. Yeah, please. Okay, what's, what's the now, next part? The thing is, I've been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm very proud of it and all of that. But I think there are people who have been overlooked that people can't possibly understand how hard it was for for them to to do it. VJ Records was a, a great, fabulous label, black-owned. And um, you had uh, Vivian Carter and Jimmy Bracken and Vivian's brother. Calvin. Uh, pardon? Calvin Carter. Calvin Carter, yeah. yes, who wrote a lot of the songs and everything. They, were, they had a lot of great R&B acts, but they also at one time had the two hottest bands in America, the Beatles, yes, they did, mm -hmm. Yeah, the early Beatles record, and they had um, uh, the Four, Four seasons. seasons. So I think that's... And they, they had other, uh, you know, white rock and roll stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Of lesser, but... Of lesser, yes. But they lived in Chicago, you know, which was not such a, a terrible town to live in, you know, black or white. But then you have Duke Records, and uh, he was in Houston, Texas, where, you know, uh, things were horrible, you know, for black people. Now, Duke signed Little Junior Parker and uh, a lot of other... Bobby Bland. Bobby Blue Little Bland. Little Richard and the Tempo Toppers. Yes. They were on Peacock. Yes. But it doesn't Duke. matter. It's yeah, his yeah, label, right. you know. Um, you know, and I think they really deserve to get in. I think another person who deserves to get in, who really had it rough going, she was no spring chicken at the time, is Florence Greenberg at Scepter Records. And uh, the hits that, and the artists that she discovered, you know, starting with the Shirelles and mm -hmm. then one after another. I mean... Uh, B.J. Thomas, the yeah. Kingsman. Louis, Louis. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know. All, I know. Yeah. And all of the any, all the Burt Bacharach And Wand, too, right? Yeah, there was one. There was wand. one guy we're leaving out, a great uh, R&B singer. I can't remember. Chuck his. Jackson? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. No more. So um, that's... Um, you know, I, lo I love almost all of your choices. Mm -hmm. And that was the kind of the content of the email you sent to them? Yes. Well, uh, some of it is not in the email. Some of it are later thoughts because they're not things that we vote on. Right. And, exactly. uh, you know, yeah. like the, the, the lay, you know, people, uh, executives and things like that. Mm -hmm. That we, we kind of uh, is not on a ballot. Right. You know. So what's to stop? What's to stop um, you guys from just doing a big wave of early influence inductions? Just kind if, of because it's not up to me alone, right. right? You would have to convince probably John Landau, particularly, and then other people in the room, right? 
(laughs) That is a no comment (laughs) from Seymour. Uh, Yeah, but it feels like, unfortunately, no one person, uh, or at least least Seymour is telling us that. I have great respect for John Lando. Uh, What he's done with Bruce and other things. But, um, you know, he's kind of a perfectionist, and uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But um, he's great, and he's been a, a great help to the Rock and Roll Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. It, ju- it really just seems like a layup to do at least one early influence every year. They only pull it out, it seems, every few years. But it's, it feels like there's a, like you have already demonstrated, a lot of worthy artists who could fit into that category. And also, it seems like a ton of non-performer category And you see, people. we used to do a lot of early influences. And, um, you know, in when we first started, we would delve back into the 20s. And now we're almost at 2020. Mm-hmm. So we can delve back, you know. Well, I think that the problem is that people like Seymour are few and far between, so no one's going to have the light bulb go off and say, you know, let's get, you know, the VJ guys, a guy and gal, actually, or um, or Don Roby from Duke, because they wouldn't even know they existed. There's no way they'd, right. they'd be aware that, of it. That's, that's, and when I'm gone, it'll be over. I mean, uh, it, no, I mean... Definitely for you, but... No but, no advocates but I, from that era is no, what you but mean. I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, who is going to know what the, you know... Right. The, they'll have no point of reference at all. Yeah. Okay. And that's the other thing is that if VJ and uh, Wand and Scepter and those kind of... And Peacock, those label heads were recognized and then it draws attention to the rosters yeah. and people might go, wow, yeah, maybe... Uh, I mean, May- I think it's maybe Chuck Jackson. It's really know. a smart thing, just from yeah. the point of view of the times. Yeah. To induct Florence Greenberg. Yeah. Because like, unprecedented. I mean, except for the woman in uh, Mississippi who had trumpet records and signed right. um, Sonny Boy Williamson and so on. <clears throat> or the very, woman who had um, very few women who made a difference. Was you know, man? who were allowed to make a difference and. Florence right. Greenberg was, I mean, tremendous. The Diablos. What was the name? What was that? Fortune. That was Fortune. Fortune. What was her Records. name? Oh. That was a woman, too. Y- yes. A, I oh, forgot her name. What wind. about that brother's sister? The Wind. The Wind. The Wind by the Diablos. Hello, Wind. Yeah. <laughs> the Diablos. Strong no, and the Diablos. Right. Weren't they on Duke? They were on Fortune. No, they no, were no. not. They were Fortune. on the Fortune label. Oh, they're from and, Chicago. But what was her name? right. What was her name? Oh, God, I can't anyway, remember. We can, we can look it up. We'll but take, it would draw yeah. attention to records. I know bands right. like that. And, Bob, you make, a, you make a good point that, especially for a woman from that, yeah, I mean, uh, it's like, in that world. It was unheard of. Yeah. Unheard well, of. And who is and, that yeah, so woman? It, so there Stan, is a, that woman is Florence no, Greenberg. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so yeah, Stax Estelle Axton was, was not inducted with Jim Stewart when really? they, which was uh, a puzzling she was the axe of a mission. I know. And it, it, felt, uh, it felt sexist. I mean, if you're going to induct uh, him and not her, when matter. it is literally the combination of their yeah. names. It's the axe. And through the whole package. Fortune records the, were outside of her. Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah, Detroit. Uh, we know living in the suburbs. 
Why I don't, don't think they were in Detroit. Why don't we take a break? Uh, when we can, we'll look up the name of that that woman. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it right no, he's, now. They're talking about stacks now. But we're let's let's take Estelle. a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll have uh, more to talk about. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope uh, over your break. What do we hope, Kristen? I hope somebody told you a juicy secret that you're not allowed to share. <laughs> there we go. Great. <laughs> uh, and we did look up who uh, was behind Fortune Records. It was Jack and Devorah Brown. In Detroit. In Detroit, in Michigan. Detroit, would, yeah. uh, in a garage in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. sure. A suburb in Detroit. <laughs> um, so there's there's just a few things that I would like to open up to the floor, see if anyone has any insight or info. Seymour, I'm you ready. might. I'm ready. Uh, something that I had read recently that I didn't know about was a supposed seven-year rule with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was that if you were on a ballot for seven years in a row and didn't get inducted, then you got in Immediately. Dwayne Eddy. Dwayne Eddy and uh, I believe Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. That's yeah. the story I've heard. So you've heard of that before, Bob? I, I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-year itch? Because it's not something you hear about anymore. You haven't seen that happen since then. But I don't know that I, I, I didn't you haven't remember paid, it. I remember that because I was an advocate for Dwayne Eddy and, and really uh, something completely out of the ordinary. John Fogarty came in and made a speech about Dwayne Eddy, and it was like he's not on the committee, but he was invited. <laughs> he just you showed up. No, no, he took was, a bite of the hoagie by, uh, and said, "I have some things to say." By appointment, the hoagie. I don't know. He might have had that, and he came in and advocated <laughs> for real. Dwayne Eddy, which was cool, uh-huh. you know. And a good pretty good advocate. I bet pretty persuasive. When people uh, I don't know if he with... got in right away. I mean, it took it took a long time, but mm-hmm. I understand the reason that an instrumentalist would be not thought of first. Uh, and foremost, because, mm-hmm. you know, they literally, you don't know their voice. Uh-huh. But in Dwight right. Eddy's case, you did. Interesting. So is this seven consecutive ballots? That's, yeah. It's I, only I don't, know what that I don't think it's, is it consecutive? Consecutive because, you know, I mean, Sheik was on Sheik, the ballot yeah. 11 times, oh, um, but they were not consecutive. consecutive. I think Solomon Burke similarly So you have to have the nominated committee be, uh, have um, some uni- unanimity. Unity. Yeah, yeah, unanimity, in, Not yes. necessarily voting for them when they get to be voters. Mm-hmm. But, but they have to make the that. ballot. Yeah. They have to make the, and, and, but huh. the thing is it has not happened since the beginning. You know, because with Dwayne Eddy, it was since 86 and then all the way up to 93. Wow. Well, uh, anyway. I, I, it I, seems like a rule that they could implement. I mean, there are a lot of great artists that are not getting in, mostly because of the voting body. I, and have you, you've kept up with the ballot, uh, and, and no mm-hmm. one's had seven successive. No. Oh, uh, yeah. Joe, Joe knows. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. imagine. My stupid robot brain has it all up there. Wow. And, uh, Mr. No. Data bra- base, <laughs> yeah. or brace in my case. Uh, and then I guess we, I mean, we were talking about Florence Greenberg, uh, and the idea of including more women into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, at the ceremony last year, both Stevie Nicks and Janet Jackson brought up that the hall should be inducting more women. Uh, what do you guys well, more, think more, about that? More women who really had deserve a it. Who deserve it for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not, let's not be gratuitous about it, but uh, Seymour's point about Connie Francis is very well taken. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, Seymour, and I don't use the token in the terms of being the tokens. tokenist. You know, or the yeah, tokens. Being, yeah. It's not Neil Sedaka isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he wrote Stupid Cupid. So should Connie Francis get in and not Neil Sedaka? Down, 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 down,
up is hot to do. So I brought up the idea of inducting more women. Obviously, it's women who deserve it. I'm not just saying women overall. Uh, I'm going to throw out some names of women who've never even been on the ballot, and then I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. First up uh, is someone that I believe you know, uh, Seymour, Cindy Lauper. Do we think... Are we going to see she, more? I mean, you, anyone can say anything. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. I think she was a yeah. very interesting, great, fun rock and roll artist. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be against it. And influential mm-hmm. as well. Right. I, I wouldn't be against it. But no, right. Nobody's going would, to advocate she would, for... she wouldn't have sprung to mind readily for, uh, for Me, whatever reason. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's mm-hmm. great, great. Really great, Fun. Pop great, great. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole wrestling thing was great yeah, with Captain Lou. I like, Lou I like the yeah. pop records. <laughs> Pat Benatar. Come on, Pat. It's. I think it's fair to put Pat Benatar on the second or lower tier of acts like her. But given that she was Maybe more acts like her, uh, like a like a Joan Jett, or okay. like and Patty, why, why are like Chrissy Hind. Or, why are they oh, like? Why are those? Chrissy Hind is not like same Pat era, same, same era, era, and and playing rock, hard like rock. female Please. fronted harder rock. Chrissy Hind, no, Chrissy Hind is a great fucking. Did she writer. do hard rock? rock? Chrissy Hind? No, are you and kidding roll. me? She, she was rock and roll. I thought they. I thought the Pretenders were pretty hard. They're rock and roll. Yeah. yeah, rock and roll. Yeah. I don't of know course. about Pat Benatar. I don't know. I, that, I just Pat, don't know. Pat Benatar was rock. No, yeah. She was rock. But what I mean but is, I don't, so I don't know her. I mean, seventies, eighties. And I don't think she's like uh, Chrissy Hind at all. Well, I'm oh, saying no. she's on the lower tier, but it's uh, not the, the same kind of thing. just. Just well, the, then we should maybe we should start a lower tier. <laughs> same, I think we're already the there. Same so era. If you look at some of the inductees, but, no, but there was. What's the third one? You said they were the same kind. They're very different. All oh, three of them. Joan Jett. Well, she's in. But she's rock and roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. is Pat so is Pat Benatar. <laughs> Pat really Benatar is, is very much Don't rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> but is she good enough? He said she was rock. She's in. It yeah. doesn't matter where she's not rock and roll. It's done. Oh, well, you're, I wouldn't you're have quibbling voted about. Her. Oh, absolutely. Role no, of rock and roll. I, I think Joan Jett. It's the rock and roll Hall of Fame. Maybe you forgot. It's oh not my the. Gosh. I know this show is who cares about the rock hall, but it's the rock and roll Hall of Fame. Well, I, I, I don't. I think Joan Jett got in primarily on her vibe. That you know, she she is the embodiment of like a tough rock and roll person. Mm-hmm. Happens to be a woman. And... No, but we're talking about the music. I thought that's the whole thing. Well, you right. want it to be the music hall of fame. Well, it should. It, I think I'd like it... to be the craft music hall of fame. Okay, but okay. that's another story. The no, craft... but it's uh... <laughs> well, the music is very. Yeah, very send your free cheese. I hope. I don't see. Can only hope. I don't think Pat Benatar. Saw, it sounds anything like Chrissy Hind at I, all. I don't. Or, I, or, I firmly disagree. It's really, just they sound same, alike to you. I, that's really interesting. It, well, you would Why them, do they sound alike? Relax. They they would be put on. They would be put on the <laughs> I same. I can chillax. Yeah, chillax <laughs> as well. I put the axe in that. Yeah, chill and roll, man. Uh, because they would like on a Pandora station in your suggested who you should be listening to next. So an algorithm would have picked her. Yeah, if well, you're listening to a lot of that's very humane. Of those people. <laughs> okay, but I think there also is something that is important, and maybe this does go beyond the music, but it's important in terms of influence that there were not a lot of rock or rock and roll women, badass women at that time in the '80s and the late '70s. That's why I put them together because I'm. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a male-dominated field, uh, I, especially more on a more hard, like guitar-driven side. Those are three women that come to mind. She, I mean, she could, if she were on a ballot, I wouldn't object to that. I also wouldn't vote for her. Mm-hmm. But so be it. Fair enough. I would vote. You know what I like? Uh, my, I, I. People say guilty pleasure, but why? Why should I feel guilty about something I like? Feel free. Patty Smythe and Scandal, The Warrior. Oh, 
That song it's kicked so ass. It's so great. And that song basically sounds like, like a Pat, Pat Benatar, Benatar song. Pat Benatar sounds a lot like No, Benatar. it's better than a Pat Benatar record. <laughs> wow, on every level. My it's less Pat. strident. It's more rockin'. I don't know. I dig it. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Not I Patty know. Smith. Patty, Patty Smythe. Smythe. She's already in yeah, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Mrs. McEnroe, right? Yes, she is. Yeah, okay. I'll, here's another Ooh, one. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, John McEnroe, um, wow. the tennis player. He played guitar, too, I think. Yes, he did. Yeah, I'm sure. Same kind of idea. No, we're talking about guitar-driven. Next His up. Guitar-driven tennis. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Next up, the Go-Go's. I'd say yes. The Go-Go's I'd say are yes. Great. I wouldn't be against the Go-Go's. Yeah, I, I'd probably I think about voting for them, because mm-hmm. it's like... And they broke it's ground. It's fun, too. a power pop kind of thing. I, yeah. First number one album that are was... Are the Bangles in? The Bangles are not in. No. They're they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot of the lot I, of the, I put the Go Go's above the Bengals. Well, I understand why. It's like you you can't have um, Kiss in until you have Alice Cooper in. You can't have the Bengals in until you have the Go Go's in. But also, I'm like, put them all in. <laughs> well, you, and then you know, and what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Why have a committee? Just there, everyone's in. Okay, okay. The, the Go Go's uh, were the first number one album and of a all female group that wrote all their own stuff, which I think is an important. That uh, is important. I don't think Pat Benatar thing. wrote all those no. songs. No, neither did the Bangles. Neil Gerardo did, right? Yeah, Prince wrote uh, "Eternal Flame." I don't know. Or not? Oh no, he wrote Manic Monday. "Manic Monday." Why does that matter? I'm just curious. It doesn't, but it's a point in their favor, I think. Okay. Yeah, it does. It doesn't ultimately, but I think more of those points uh, accumulate and for I, a good case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, here's the kind of divergent here. Share. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's a great idea, and I, I've never thought of it, but it's <laughs> really frankly. a good idea because she's. I mean, just the variety of stuff she did over. It's and she has career. lasted for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And has hits in many decades. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I would Sonny be, a, too, by the way. I would be an advocate. But what about Sonny? Sonny and Cher wouldn't be in, but Cher would be. I, that's, I would. That's bet. kind of ridiculous. This is only just to make the Tina Turner scales. Well, we'll get. To, we'll get <laughs> I can Tina in, right? Yeah, and but and, Tina isn't. But Tina's not in on her own. I think Sonny and Cher would be easier to get inducted. Than just share. No, Might maybe be, not now. Not now. I don't think so. Because I, I think Cher is such an icon. That's on why her I brought own. Sonny up. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you did. For no. And the thing is, is Ike in on his own? They say we're not on his own. Well, then we won't don't put run. Tina in on her own unless oh, you put Ike in on his own. Excuse me. Excuse me. One of the great talents the, of rock and roll music, Ike solo, Turner. But the solo career of. Ike versus the solo Turner, career of the Tina. First rock and roll record. <laughs> Period. That, no, wasn't no rock and roll Hall of Fame without rock and roll. No rock and roll without Ike Turner. Exist. Jackie Brent. Yeah, absolutely. But that, yeah, but that wasn't. You know, I know he wrote it. He was the band under his name. But I mean, we'll. We, I mean, we can talk about that. Uh, Ike and Tina are in as Ike and Tina. Makes sense. Does, but not separately. But does Tina deserve to be in solo? Absolutely. I think so. So does Ike. And also, I think it's symbolic. No, screw you, Ike. Like, yeah, I think. Get out of here. Well, Why? Because he's because of his personality. Because of his personality. Yeah. Oh, I don't, well, you, well, no, but also I don't care. There's a, there's a but, lot. Of, but, there's a lot of people with bad personalities. Yeah, really. Absolutely. In the rock and roll but I'm not going out of my way to give them things. You know. Mm-hmm. Good like, philosophy, like, I think, <laughs> to live by. I'm not. I yeah. don't. I. He already is in with her. I let her in. Uh, she's she's more iconic. She's more important. And wouldn't well, it, I, it's, I, that's, she that's is not, not more important. <laughs> not more important. Her, if you are talking no, without Ike, there is no Tina Turner. He invented Tina Turner, and she went great, and she did fabulous. 
but it wouldn't have happened. He was the catalyst. He's right, ground zero. Right, but he's zero. already in with her. Good. So why does he need to be in separately? He doesn't. She has a whole career outside of him. That of, and, of, and he has a whole career outside of, of her. Of many of... Well, one that... And also, by the way, the Rock and Roll Hall by the way, I, like, I, like, I want to say this about Ike. A dear man. <laughs> Good God. How dare you, Bob. Good God. That's... My Lord. Okay. Uh, wh- you believe that movie? It was fiction. Oh, my Bob. gosh. You're going to uh, keep it in. Everyone needs yeah, to know. That's going. <laughs> that'll, we're not it's cutting on the that record. Um, Cher is doing well. I don't know if you guys know this. There are kiosks at the museum itself for the museum goers to vote, and Cher is doing pretty well in that. I don't know if those kiosks mean anything. Although last year the top two people on the kiosk it was Stevie Nicks and Def Leppard, and then they both they got, got on the ballot and they both got in. I I, I think the Cher idea is a good one. It really is. And I like to go back to her really strange early songs. Oh, great! There's great some good stuff. things. Fantastic. Well, and she's yeah. you know still performing, and and I think that she'd I think be she'd, a great. She, I would, think she would go, and it she'd would. Go, I think she'd find. I think it, it would be hilarious. So I'm yeah, for it. I think everyone would love and it. Don't if forget, she got Sonny. In. Don't oh. forget, Sonny. What do you guys think about Whitney Houston? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big snub, but there are people. Um, is is Dion Warwick? But Dion is not in. That's an, that's another one to bring up. Sorry, you gotta <laughs> have you gotta have Dion Warwick in in her era, and especially she was per- a bigger a- deal than Whitney Houston in hers. Absolutely, everything was scaled differently in the eighties and nineties. But I'm like Dion Warwick was, was on held her own with. Real hard rock and uh, rock and rollers. All the Murray the K shows with Dion Warwick, yeah, and the Stringer records is unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable! They're, they're, that's it. That's my is go-to Brett record. In? He is not, which is shocking. Wow. That wow. Backrack and David well, it's good are they not. They put John Baez in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> well, but, Miles, not, but not not Burt Backrack. But Rock and Miles Davis. Come yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, then you start to split hairs with genre. But what do you mean? What do you mean, genre? Well, I guess if are you pointing out Joan Baez as though to say, she's well, which one not... is more rock and roll? Exactly. So that's it's a, it's a genre specification. Well, it's rock and roll music, right? Right, but then how do you Maybe. define it? Like, is Whitney Houston rock and roll? I yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. there are probably people who would argue that maybe she's not. I don't know who they are, but go ahead. They can argue that if they want to. Well, I and I hope that's not what's keeping her out. I wonder if the purity. Uh, of the way some people define rock and roll would yeah. keep that out. I don't know. It's it's a question. Yeah. But she's never but been Bert on a Backrack ballot. Backrack not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is puzzling. It is very puzzling. We had and a little side convo. Who were you checking on? We're Seymour? looking at uh, Billy Ward and the Dominoes. Wow. Um, They're not in. The Dominoes uh, were nominated once. You can always oh, just ask Joe. You, you know don't what? need to go to Bob I, and the I computer. looked him up. <laughs> They're in the Vocal Group Hall of Fame. Whoopee. Yep. Well, they no, we're not whoopee. Cool. They certainly belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that would get Clyde McFadder in three times. Three times. Clapton Club. And it would get. Well deserved. It would would get also uh, Jackie Wilson in twice. Twice, yeah. Jackie Wilson just had a star ceremony here on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, good. On the Walk of Fame. Mr. Gordy was there. Oh, good. And Smokey, Smokey, yeah. Star studded event. I missed it. Hey man, it's okay. Got to go to work. I, I think I think they should be inducted. I mean, I I couldn't read Billy Ward and the Dominoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be, but you know, without you sitting in every meeting and cracking the whip and old guys like me, who's going to think of it? 
And who's going to vote for him? You know, you'll these people who well, grew up. Well, if you outline the, everything that they did and what the uh, there was another guy in the band who became modestly successful too. Gene Mumford. Gene Mumford. Gene Mumford was somebody? Yes, he was. His name isn't highlighted here on Wikipedia. <laughs> it is highlighted? <laughs> it is not. Well, look him up. All right. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, he, I'm not saying he deserves to get in, but... but among these great guys. Among these... Gene Mumford was great. Was he in The Larks? Yes. The Larks? Like, Do the Jerk, The Larks? Yes. On the Money Records That level? was in L.A., right? The Larks were, yeah. Yeah. Gene Mumford died in L.A. in 1977. That was great. Seems like not too long ago to me. That's a great record. Come on, everybody gonna get some soul. I think Billy Ward and the Dominoes were really the first great R&B group. What about the I mean, Orioles? No, they before the Orioles, Oh, I they think. weren't? And the Orioles are in as an early influence. Yes. So again, yes. what we can lament that like all of these people will be forgotten if they're not given uh, if they're not gotten in. If they're right not now. gotten in quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but you know, it, it, if you... the hall knew what it was doing, you might say, then they would try to put in at least one early influence act a year. Seymour, how does the Country Music Hall of Fame do it? They do relatively current, but they go way back too. Yes, how, they do. Do they have uh, what's their process? Oh, I don't know. No. Yeah, are you? Did you? Were you ever the chairman of the um, <laughs> Country Music Hall of Fame? What? You you never worked on the Country Music Hall of Fame? No, oh, but okay. I love country. He's music. deeply knowledgeable about country music. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. Well, and we're all there. watching the Ken Burns documentary. I'll tell you a story of Jimmy the Kid. He's a brakeman, you all know. Jimmy Rogers. He was born in Mississippi, away down south, and he flagged on the TNNO. He yodeled to fame on the Boston, <laughs> Maine, the Wabash and the TP. You have a copyright From the issue. old Grand yeah. Trunk to the Cotton Belt, to he yodeled it. on the MKNP. <laughs> he yodeled, he yodeled, he This is unprecedented. <laughs> My God, I'm so glad we, we got that performance out of you. That was incredible. He yodeled on the Santa Fe. How about Arlene Smith? Oh, of uh, the Chantels? Yeah. Is she... Uh, is well, there, uh, it would be the Chantels. Chantels have I been mean, nominated, but they're not in. I remember the, uh, the Chantels deserve to be in. The thing is, yeah, because there were two gigantic hits. Look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. But I mean, in. If that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, is there a thing about uh, how many hits? Or does it doesn't make any difference. Right? No. There's no, no, there's how no many hits? Look, how, how many hits did Richie Valens have, poor boy? How many hits did Buddy Holly? Well, Buddy Holly well, had yeah, hits in the crickets. Buddy Holly, yes. Mm -hmm. right. Anyway, Arlene Smith. Arlene Smith. Norman Petty, he was a genius, you know, he, he. How about Ann Cole? No. Why not? She's not important enough. 
Who is Ann Cole? On the baton. She wrote a song called I Got My Mojo Working. Maybe you heard of that one. Oh, I sure. have heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Great. I she don't had think... a group called uh, It Was Ann Cole and Her Suburbans. I don't think she wrote Got My Mojo she did. Working. She did. It's attributed to Muddy Waters. No. Muddy Waters. He covered her doing it. Really? Really? Well, I'm I'm seeing here that it was first recorded by Ann Cole, but it was written by Preston Foster, if that means anything to you. Who? Stephen's little Preston brother? Foster? Preston Foster? You Wasn't, the didn't he have a got? TV show? Sergeant Preston, Preston of the Yukon. What? Sergeant ah. Preston of the Yukon. Yes. On King, on Preston, <laughs> Preston Red Foster, an African-American musician unrelated to the actor of the same name. Oh. So a different guy. Yeah. But there was an actor, Preston Foster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, this is interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is Joe a reading judge, his phone. Yeah, oh, yeah this right. is me reading Wikipedia. A judge in the early 1970s described him as a black man about 40 years of age with bleached blonde hair and highly modish clothing who sat quietly in the courtroom. Interesting. Uh, I, anyway, put him in. Sounds what cool. Are we, what are we trying cool to say here? I, I don't know. Like it's him. an interesting... Uh, I like everything about that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds I think really it sounds cool. cool. Anyway, I want to know this guy. I don't what like that he's in a courtroom, though. What record? Got my mojo. Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, so because there isn't a central force on the nominating committee, there's no way to push through the concept of getting more early, early influences. You'd have to make a convincing case, I think, specifically to John Landau, who's the guy in charge. Uh, Years ago, before they summarily showed me the door, I was on an early influence committee with Seymour, and we'd conjure up— There was a committee? Yeah. A A subcommittee. Subcommittee, and we'd come up with (gasps) suggestions. My Marvelettes pitch is based on that, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it is. And Brooke Benton, you were a big advocate for Brooke Benton, which is a great, great idea. A great— Oh, Fantastic, uh, oh. but but, no, but seemingly no subcommittees anymore. Is there? No I don't know. I think Seymour would you would be I on it. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, because they would be foolish to not include you if they were going to have an early influence yeah. uh, subcommittee. My ship has sailed. So what can I tell you? Hey, you still got a ballot. All right, hang in there. Uh, one vote. One, one vote. Yeah, one, one person. One person. Hey, maybe I'm. It's better maybe, than the people online. They get one one thousandth of a, a vote. vote <laughs> All cumulatively to You're one ballot. You're still a voter. Yeah. Yeah, do you, but you don't. You told me you don't fill it out. No, I, I, oh. I do, I do. Oh, What's you do. Okay. I, I think I get one. Yeah, I, 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 I think, think I get one. I don't, re- I don't remember the last one to tell you the truth. Okay, maybe I'm not. I, I think they're still coming. Well, and, well and if you, you want to donate your ballot to our show, we will I gladly fill it out. That would be good for that. You have a group fill out one for, ballot. Well, I mean, have if you, you guys that? come, we have yeah. a bunch of ballots. Yeah. <laughs> I we think had Roy Andy... Trey can fill his ballot out on air. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. We did. Yeah. yeah. And I think okay. we're, we're going to have some more people because the nominations are coming out soon. We'll have some. How about people. Tommy James and the Shondells? How about Tommy James? That's and why the I called you initially because I called I, me. Yeah, I called you on the phone I about thought... Tommy James. And I well, I wanted to see if you wanted to do an episode about Tommy James, <sighs> and then you said I don't like music. I'm what? not a good music fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. You said that. I hate music. Oh, I'm sorry. You're being funny, but also, I think it's. Way, way past due, and there's yeah. going to be a movie about his life. Who is oh, going to old. who is going to play Morris Levy? Oh my God! Wait a minute, I think you're mixing up two movies. 
Because you can't do a movie about Tommy James. There is one coming Morris. out about, but there's also a biopic about uh, Neil, uh, Neil Bogart. Bogart. Yeah, and Mo- Morris Levy is played by someone in that film. That's Richard Dreyfuss. Exactly. All right. Oh, and I don't know who plays him in the in the Tommy James movie. He's he just young stay in. Just keep stay, doing that. That's it. I'm yeah. Morris Levy. Uh, if you want a Morris Levy, it's yeah, Richard. You've got the premier does, Morris Levy. He does actor. Jaws, and then he does Mar- Morris Levy. But Morris uh, but Levy Tom, in Jaws would be here's, really. Here's good. my thought about Tommy James. I mean, Andy, you can. I brought him up, but go ahead. <laughs> if he had not been on Roulette Records, if he had been on Columbia Records or Warner Brothers or he Sire, would be in by now? probably because it, oh. they would have been in an album-oriented context. Oh. Uh, but then again, if he hadn't been on Roulette Records, he wouldn't have had any hits because Morris made it happen for him. He's a well, supremely talented guy. I don't think that Ma- Morris was talented. No, Tommy oh. James. Tommy. Oh, in a way, Morris was I talented. Think- when was Tommy James signed to Roulette? Hanky Panky was a master, 62, master purchase. 60, what was it? He was really young. 60. No, I don't care about Tommy James. I well, don't that's what know. you said. When was his... No. I think George Golden might... George Golden was an original partner in Roulette Records. Oh, Tommy James was on a Midwestern label. That's right. Label out of oh, Pittsburgh. No. And that was picked up by... Doing uh, Hanky Panky. Hanky Panky existed. Which was a there Jeff, may, Jeff Barry There Nelly may be two versions of Hanky Panky. But anyway, that's what got Roulette's attention. I don't think George was in the business then. Would have been like 66. George, was it that George? Oh, yes. I didn't know it was Hanky that Panky was 66. Wow. I thought it was earlier than that. Six, oh, no. Then he wouldn't have been George. No, no. George Goldner invented... I mean, do up. I mean, G by the crows. Oh, come on! You know, I just googled hanky yeah. panky and I got, yeah, uh, I got, I got a lot of underwear. Yep, hanky panky appears to be a very popular line of women's underwear. <laughs> so when you when you Google that, uh, be, uh, be a little more specific. Uh, hanky panky, Tommy hanky James panky song, nineteen sixty six. Sixty six. I was right. Yeah. Um, wow. And and um, the the question is. How do you induct the Shondells? I think there's hundreds of Shondells running around. Jeff Barry and Ellie Greenwich. Greenwich. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. But uh, I think Tommy James, he's a knowledgeable guy. I saw him at the Troubadour in the 70s. I'm sure. 27 George, people were there. You know, there. they were working for George at stadium that time. Show. He's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's a huge list of hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. And, 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 and they've been covered by all sorts of people. He has the distinction of including having... Including Joan Chat. Yeah. yeah uh, he has the distinction in the 80s... Moni Moni, covered by Billy Idol, and I think We're Alone Now by Tiffany, were back-to-back hits, uh, which no one else has ever had covers of their songs be number one. Wow, that is a asterisk minute, in the record books. Wait a minute, explain it to me books. again. What is it? <laughs> what is the thing? So uh, he songs that he wrote, right. Moni Moni and I Think We're Alone Now, right. both of them covered by different artists, right. were consecutive number one hits in, in the, the 80s. 80s. Oh, oh, Okay. So Tiffany had, I think we're alone now, number one. And then the next week, Money Money by Billy Idol. Well, anyway, apart from that, he's just on his own. So he's a great, real rock and roll artist. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think his era. And he had Alive and Kickin', which was a hit. I saw that band. I saw wow. them. I went. I was invited to the bitter end wow. by Roulette Records to see Alive and Kickin'. Wow. Tommy James versus, not versus, but who would you pick if you could only pick one? Uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Oh, God. I, I would pick Tommy James. Me too. I but too. but yeah. I also want them to. Oh, they're great. 
They're and they're all different. over that uh, oh, new movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. They're which, Paul Revere and the yeah. Both Tommy James and the Shondells, and I would put in the Shondells. Tommy James and the Shondells, and, which means Kenny Laguna, because he was a Shondell. And he produced Joan Jett eventually. Mm-hmm. And but he's also, in with uh, As a Blackheart with good. Joan Jett. But he's a fabulous talent. And also, uh, yes, but I think Paul Revere and the Raiders are great, too. I love him. Oh, yeah. It's a, I mean, and it's a very, it's along the lines of the Beach Boys, where, like, great outside songwriters and producers right. Right. turned something that was already innately right. great into something But you know what's funny is records. the line in, the line in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of sums up why it ain't going to happen. Because the Sharon Tate character goes, what's the matter? Because she's talking to, what's his name, the hairdresser. Jay Sebring. Jay Sebring. Yeah, and he, What's he, the matter, Jay? Aren't they hip enough for it? Right. Which she is exactly it. what the whole She digs hum. it. She can dance to it. She's right. having it's a great time. great rock and, and roll he's, music. Maybe and he's cool looking enough. down his nose. It's not nose. cool enough. Yeah, she right. says cool, yeah. yeah. Right. Not, what's and, the matter, Jay? And I Jay? thought that was a, a, a really, was great. really a perceptive kind it's of perfect. thing. No, that was perfect. And that is why they And that's the same is true of Tommy James, because it's like, oh, it's kind of bubblegum. No, it's kind of pop genius, It's kind of fucking great is what it is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last thing I have here. No, it's and... not. It's not Miles Davis, and it's not the Almond Brothers. No, so, you no. Know. Hey. So you stay awake. He's got it. a bone to pick with the Miles Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll I have since the day it came up. It's like, an why, hated rock and why was he even on the ballot? The the story, the rumor I've heard, and you could confirm or deny this, is that it was Quincy Jones that he probably it was his influence that even though he wasn't on the committee that he pushed to have Miles okay. Davis. I remember I the that. big it. advocate for it was Bob Kraz. Now I believe that too because. Because it was hip, man. Yeah. (laughs) And it it worked. He got in immediately as soon as he was on the ballot. I would I would think it was Kraz. Kraz now? Okay. I would think I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. I mean, I think these guys might know, actually. Ooh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Uh, And then the last thing, this is something I've always just kind of wondered uh, because his production company produces the live performances. But have you guys had any interaction with Tom Hanks? No, no. He, in in relation he, to the hall, uh, well, he inducted Dave uh, Clark Five. Dave Clark Five did yeah. it. Oh, that's great right. That was job. great. That was a really good speech. Yeah. That was cool. I remember, like, he did that, and I thought, that's, that's see, really an, an cool. Actor. It's not just a record executive. Present company accepted. Uh, <laughs> you know, saying nice things. He was like, he, no, he delivered it. He was so a real well. fan. But yeah. the fact could, that they yeah. were getting in was so great. Yeah, that's true too. You know, despite the uh, fact Mike Smith had just died. And well, but I mean, but I mean that it seemed it was surprising to me that it actually happened. It really did. So I, the fact was, that he made that correct. great speech was yeah. cool too. The Dave Clark Five were great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A ton of hits. A lot. And you know, Bruce Springsteen's kind of like based on the Dave Clark Five. Go on. E Street Band saxophone. Nobody, no one, all these rock bands don't have saxophones. That was like a real throwback for uh, the boss. Mm -hmm. Steve Douglas was sort of the reason that Fogarty showed up and made that, because they were very tight. And you said that Fogarty showed up and made some pitch for The Dwayne Eddy. Dwayne Eddy. Dwayne Eddy, right. Yeah. Because Steve Douglas was his sax player. Fogarty was very no, when hip to was the it? Hall of Fame. I know, but when was it? Was it was before the Credence was no, no, no. It would have been the early yeah. 90s, probably. Let yeah. me tell you. Well, during his solo thing, because Steve Douglas is on that hit, Center Field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You talk about Dwayne Eddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how, the circumstance by which Dwayne, Dwayne John Eddie, Fogarty showed up. Dwayne Eddy was really Lester Sill and Lee Hazelwood. Uh-huh. Uh, and, Teenage Steve Douglas. And they brought him to, they had a label that was distributed like in Philadelphia, uh, by Harold Lipsius, Jamie Garden. Right. And that's how it all started. 
Speaking of Harold Lipsius, Phil Spector does the greatest impression of Harold Lipsius. I have no idea what Harold Lipsius sounds like. I'm new. So Harold all I know is how Spector, what it, Spector's impression is. Harold Lipsius was a very nice man. Yeah. I know. A little his, excitable, maybe? I know his daughter <laughs> and his son know. Marilyn Lipsius. What? Marilyn Lipsius no. is Harold's daughter? No. No? no? Uh, what? She worked for Weir Records in France? In, Maybe I don't know. But is Alan Sherman? Alan Sherman? I was very close with all those Philadelphia yeah. people: Bernie Lowe and Cal Man. Cal Man, yeah. The Heater with the Heater, Jerry Blavitt, uh, David oh. Pell. The Heater yes. with the Heater. My God, the boss with the sauce. They, they could the be the boss with the hot sauce. <laughs> For us, you really could be uh, playing a prank on us yeah, and saying these names. No, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Blavitt, the Geeter. You know Jerry Blavitt. Where's my Yo, phone? The Geeter, you have my the phone? Heater, the Zoom with the Dune. Oh, let me wrap this up. No, no, don't wrap it up. He's going to make a great phone call. I'm going to call Jerry Blavitt. <laughs> great. Oh, Jerry. You deserted me like Fresh deserted the Jews. I said, I'll be gazette. You said, thank I said, what? I deserted you. How dare you? I'm living in L.A. now. I'm not... Seymour, ask, ask Jerry. You ask oh. him. Jerry! <laughs> Jerry! If you could do your little intro, you know, where you do yawn teens and Geeter with the heater. Jerry, we, we, we had to explain why we're such big fans of yours. I, I'm losing. We, I'm going to give you back to Seymour. All right. Uh, all right. Give Andy a hug, okay? I'll give Andy a hug. Now, I love you, Jerry. Thank you. Okay. Love you, Seymour. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The berets. Got to give you a hug. Oh, right. my God. <laughs> That's from Jerry. Oh, my gosh. That was truly wild, in a wow. way. If you lived in Philadelphia, we wouldn't he have to explain the, anything. Right, oh of course. He's the, he's the man. He's, he's the guy. Since the 50s, and he's still doing it. That's great. He's still on the radio? Yeah. yeah. Incredible. That is, I mean, he's older than me, I think, by a couple of years. He's got a club in, in, uh, in Wildwood. Memories at Margate. 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 Yeah. People, <laughs> it's really great. All right. And he does all these shows. He's actually on those educational TV ads you see with, you know, uh, for, you see doo-wop. The greatest hits of doo wop, and yes. these guys will come out. Cherry does those. It's very educational. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's educational. TV. It's on TV. <laughs> it's certainly certainly televised. They try to sell box sets. Of oh CDs yeah, and box stuff. sets. Uh, well, I want to thank you guys so much for doing this show. We really, really appreciate you making the time, and I hope you guys, uh, you guys. had, a, yeah, had a good uh, good time here. It was really great. Uh, and I want to give you guys the opportunity to, uh, like Seymour, I know you have a, a book. A siren song. I want to make sure you guys have the opportunity to plug whatever yeah, things you've got going listeners. on. We can start with you, Seymour. But I didn't. Well, no, not, go ahead. You still do it now. I'm saying you do it now. I want to give you the time. Yeah, right now. It's, about, well, it's on Amazon. Come on. I, I co-wrote my biography, and uh, it's now in its second printing. There's uh, an audio version of it done now as well, and... Um, you know, I, um, I I hope that people will read it. Um, I was very fortunate to start when I was so young. So I go way back in rock and roll and, um, you know, and, and in music, not just rock and roll. I love, I love pop music, you know, and, um, you know, one of the 
it's very strange, but I, I do. I mean, every every era had great music uh, before rock and roll, and uh, you know, stretching all the way back. You know, the you know, the New York is the center still. It's where Tin Pan Alley started, the great songs and songwriters and. Uh, you know, I, I try to cover as much of it as I can uh, my, my whole life's career. Mm -hmm. The book's called Siren Song? Siren Song is Great. the name of it, yes. Uh, Andy, anything you'd like to plug? Anything you got going on? Yes. Uh, I'm playing with a band called... Uh, Tom Kenny in the high seas. A great come group. And see, come and see us. Finally got the, the chance to see them earlier this year. Yes. Incredible. And, and also uh, there's some singers in the band called the Damsels, and I've been working with the Damsels on their own, mm -hmm. which is really fun. And so that's going to be available eventually. And what else can I plug? Oh, um, Victoria is a singer I work with. Uh, we do records together that sound like old French records from the 1960s. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of fun. So... Very cool. Look out the for that stuff. Victoria, and Tom, Tom Kenny in the high seas. seas. There you go. Well, thank you, Andy. Bob, you got anything? Uh, I don't, but my son wrote a book. So you might <laughs> oh, as well, yeah. I mean, you might as well yeah. buy it. It's, it's <laughs> called uh, Going Off. It's the story of Cold Chillin' Records and the Juice Crew, a uh, very important hip-hop label from New York in the 90s. And uh, it's coming out November 8th, I think, and you can pre-order on Amazon, buy hundreds of copies, and get all your holiday <laughs> shopping done in advance. Yes. He'll really appreciate it. Sounds like a good plan. His name plan. is Ben Merlis. Ben Merlis. Maybe a future guest. We'll see. Uh, you he could... wants to advocate for T-Rex. And I think Ooh. he should. I think he should. Uh, and you can, of course, uh, email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com, on Twitter and Instagram at rockhallpod. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only. If you are reviewing because of this episode, I think you should say in the review... Crooner with the tuner. <laughs> crooner with the tuner. Perfect. We want to thank Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music. We want to thank Joe Napolitano and Barefoot Recording Studios for letting us record here. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. And Andy, Seymour, Bob, we really appreciate you guys uh, making the time for this. Hope you had a good time. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Stutter. Who cares? About the Rock Hall. Look over What do you see? The sun is rising Most definitely A new day is coming Hi, I'm Shelley Sorensen, the rock and roll librarian. And I'm Christian Swain, the rock and roll archaeologist. I love books, especially books about rock and roll musicians. Oh, yes you do, Shelley. I'm living vicariously, because I've always wanted to be one myself. Uh, well, doesn't everybody? Hmm, I don't know, but those who don't are certainly intrigued by musicians' lives and how they followed their dreams. Well, then they should listen to our show, huh? Yes. On this podcast, we discuss one of the books I have read. But I purposely don't, to keep it interesting and fresh for everyone. Our conversations are peppered with snippets of songs from the artist's repertoire, as well as music that has inspired and influenced each of them. The Rock and Roll Librarian Show is a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Look for us wherever you find great podcasts.
splash, apply a little splash. When your windshield's getting dirty, just apply a little splash. When your windshield's full of grime, bugs, dirt, and snow, just use a little splash and be safe on the road. Splash, splash, splash. Apply a little splash. When your windshield's getting dirty, just apply a little splash. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 